thank the Strong family for opening up their home and allowing me the privilege of broadcasting this Christmas message from the comfort of their living room. 2020 has been a horrible year for many throughout the United Kingdom and also for many citizens throughout the whole of the world. What a shock to hold to the theory that things will always continue to be the way they are. They won't. That's not true. We live in a rapidly changing world. Nothing stays the same forever. The only certainty in life is the living in the true God who remains unchangeable in his being and in his attributes and in his word. Many today have lost loved ones. Tens of thousands have been made unemployed. Thousands of others are struggling with financial debt, facing monetary ruin. Individuals have lost the company and contact of dear family and friends. And I remember in the middle of this, when this lockdown was first imposed, of being brought face to face with my own mortality and my own fragility. In fact, a dear friend told me when I asked him when it will end, he said it was only the beginning. And we'd only be in the middle of it in 2020. And that by August into Christmas 2021, it would just be coming to an end. Many have asked me the question, where's God in all of this bewilderment? And the answer is where God has always been. God is on the throne. Do you know that the Lord is in absolute sovereign control of time, events, and people? He is Lord of the nations. He is Lord of the angelic host. He is Lord of every devil and, uh, and all the minions of hell. He's in absolute sovereign control. And the sad reality is that the living and the true God, the God of the Bible, this God who's in control of time, events, and people, and history, and, and nations, this God has not been listened to. This God is speaking. And, and the reality is that men have refused to listen to what God is saying. Even though the Bible counsels us, take heed what you hear. What is God saying to us? Many don't want to hear. The reality is that they have shut up their ears. There's a famine in the land of hearing the word of God. What is God saying? Well, God is saying what he's always said from the beginning of time, in the first century, right up to the 21st century. And God's message centers on the coming of his only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into our sin-cursed and fallen world to be our Savior. Listen to the words of the angel Gabriel that were uttered to the shepherds abiding in the field in the Judean hillside watching over their flock. Here's a message about the coming of the Savior into the world. I want to read the Word of God. It's taken from Luke uh, chapter 2 and in the verse uh, 9 uh, through to 12. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. I want to share with you a few thoughts about this message based in this passage of Scripture. Think about the proclamation of his coming. Who proclaimed this message? It was the angel Gabriel. From the holy lips of a sinless angel came this message. And it was a message that, of course, dealt with fear. He said, fear not. 
You see, these shepherds were ushered into the very presence of God. And if you're ushered into the presence of the living and the true God, that will cause you fear and alarm and a dread. You will tremble in the presence of God. Here's this message. Fear not. You don't have to be afraid in the very presence of God. You don't have to be overcome with fear. You can be delivered from all your fears. Dost thou fear God? The dying thief asked the question. And I ask that question to you. Do you fear God today? Many fear many other things. Maybe you have a fear for yourself and your family. Maybe you're fearful for your friends, fearful for your job, fearful for your financial security, fearful for the future of your family and for your country. You know, these are real fears. And the Bible would have us let go of our fears because there's a fear not for every day of the year. 365 fear nots in the Bible. So whatever you fear, you need to let go of your fear. But I want to tell you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you will still fear and tremble in the presence of God because it's only through Jesus Christ, who's the way, the truth, and the life, that you can be delivered from your fear of meeting a God, a sin-hating God, a, a, a God of wrath, a, a, a God of infinite justice. You can't meet him as you are in your sin. You can only meet him through Jesus Christ. This message not only deals with fear, but this message uh, declares joy. Uh, a, a message of glad tidings of great joy. You can have joy and comfort in the presence of a holy God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This message destroys barriers for it's unto all people, not only the world of the Jew, the world of the Gentile, all classes of men and women from every tribe and nation and tongue under heaven, the educated, the uneducated, the rich, the poor, the, the uh, religious and the irreligious. It's for all people. Glory to God. The gospel is the gospel message that deals with the rot of racism that's in society. And not only that, it delights the individual, for it's unto you. You see, it was to the shepherds. They were to take it personally to their heart. But I want you to take it personally to your heart. For this message from God is a message for you. I can say, I have a message from God for you. And what's it about? It proclaims the coming of Jesus Christ, the Savior, into the world. Think not only of the proclamation of this message, but think about the procedure of this message. It says, he was born. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem. He was born of the Virgin Mary. Now, we believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. In fact, I would say that if you don't believe in the virgin birth of Christ as a fundamental tenet of your faith, you cannot be a real true Christian because this is a foundational truth. Now, we don't believe in the Virgin Mary. Mary was blessed among women, but not above women. Mary was a sinner. Mary said, my soul doth rejoice in God my Savior. But I want to tell you, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ is a biblical doctrine. I believe in the virgin birth of Christ. I believe in the mystery and the wonder of his incarnation. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Jesus Christ had a real birth. His birth was natural in that he was born of woman, the way you and I are born. But his birth was supernatural because he was born of woman only. The Holy Ghost came upon Mary and Jesus Christ, the eternal word, was incarnated in the womb of the virgin. That's why the Bible says, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That's the procedure of his birth. Think about the place of his birth. Where was he born? Bethlehem. 
Now it seemed highly unlikely that Mary and Joseph, who lived in Nazareth, were going to travel that journey of 80 miles down. Remember, she's heavenly pregnant. She's soon to give birth. So journeying wouldn't be advised on medical grounds alone. And yet, in the providence of God, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, all the world should be taxed. And lo and behold, they had to return to Bethlehem. That was the place where Joseph was to be registered. And, and they had to register as citizens there and, and pay their taxes that was due. So they had to make the long, arduous journey on a donkey down from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And of course, that's exactly where the Christ child was born. Do you know why that that came about in the providence of God? God was at work. Here's what um, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 tells us. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Christ was to be born in Bethlehem, and God providentially worked in Caesar Augustus to bring that to pass through issuing this decree that all the world should be taxed. Think about the period. The Bible tells us in that day, this day, that that was the day of Christ's birth. The Bible also tells us in Galatians 4 and 4, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman to redeem them that were under the law. You see, when the time was right, when the time was ripe, God sent forth his son. God was at work. The period was according to the mind and the will of God. Think about the person of his coming, the Christ, the Lord. The word Christ means anointed. Christ is our anointed prophet, priest, and king, a prophet to teach and tell us the way of salvation, a priest to offer a sacrifice and to make intercession for us, a king to subdue his and our enemies. Who is the Christ child? Christ the Lord. In other words, he's God in the flesh. He's God's only begotten son. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to think about the person because that little babe that lay in the manger that Mary cradled in her arms, that was none other than God manifest in the flesh. Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want you to think of the purpose of his coming. Why did he come? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord, a Saviour. Why do we need a Saviour? Because we've got the problem of sin. We're all sinners. We're all in rebellion to God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We sinned in Adam. In, uh, we inherited Adam's guilt of his first transgression. We inherited a polluted heart from Adam. We're born with a bias to sin. Men love sin. Our heart is the fountain of all iniquity. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful and above all things desperately wicked. Uh, who can know it? Sin has consequences. It pays wages. And because of our sin, we're sinners by nature and practice. We deserve divine judgment and, and the divine justice of God. And yet in the wonderful mercy and grace of God, he's provided a wonderful saviour, a saviour who pardons from sin. I love the words even of the hymn written by the Reverend Samuel Davis from many, many years ago. And this is what he said, pardon from sins of deepest dye, uh, pardon uh, through faith in Jesus' blood. Pardon that brings the rebel nigh. Uh, what a wonderful pardoning God we have. Pardoning sins through faith in Jesus Christ as Lord 
and Saviour. Also think about this prophecy of his coming. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. A twofold sign, swaddling clothes. What were they? Was that a lovely little outfit for Marks and Spencers? No. Was that the garb a prince would wear when he's born? No. These were actually strips of cloth that were used to embalm the dead. You think of it. The first cloth that touched the eternal word was none other than the shroud of death. That was a sign that this child was uh, born to die. Uh, And of course, he was to die an atoning death upon the cross uh, at the age of 33. And this was a sign. But another sign was given. The babe was laying in a manger. Do you know what the manger was? It was a feeding trough for animals. Think of all the dirt and saliva that was there. Uh, And yet Christ identified with that because he was identifying with sinful men. He was born in the likeness of sinful flesh, even though he never sinned in thought and word and deed. He was identifying with uh, sinful humanity. He was there as our representative. He was sending out a message that uh, he was there to receive uh, sinners of uh, all shades, uh, reckless sinners, rebellious sinners, or even righteous religious sinners were to come and bow the knee and receive him as Lord and Redeemer. Think about the praise of his coming. Along with this angel Gabriel came a host of other angels. And this is what they sang. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and goodwill toward men. Do you know that you were born to glorify God and enjoy Him forever? That's the ultimate fulfillment of your purpose. Do you know God? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him. And I pray that the Lord will give you understanding that your life is dependent on God, that in Him you move and live in a being. He's the very God that gives you breath to breathe. And he has blessed you with health and strength. He has kept you alive. And he's speaking to you right now. Are are you listening to this God? You can have peace with God. The Bible says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You can know the peace of God. Maybe you're struggling with particular problems. Some of these that I've mentioned. Maybe it's problems in the home. Problems in marital relationships. Problem with death. Problem with the loss of a job. Home repossession. Whatever problem you're facing. Maybe it's even ill health. Maybe it's struggling with the uh, 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 death of a loved one. Uh, and the Bible says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed in thee, because he trusteth in thee. And you can know that peace that passes understanding, because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, and he came to bring peace even to troubled hearts. If your heart and mind is troubled at this present time, you can know something of God's wonderful peace. But that peace comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Goodwill toward men. The uh, angel Gabriel announced this to the shepherds. It's written by Dr. Luke in Luke chapter 2, 9 through to 12. And it's for you and it's for me. And I wonder, will you receive this message? You'll allow this message to deliver you from your fear, to bring joy into your heart. This message is for all people. This message is individually tailor-made for you. A message about the coming of the Christ child. And I pray you'll know something of this proclamation. You'll understand this procedure. You'll realize the place where he was born and the period in which he was born. And glory to God, you'll see the person, Christ the Lord. You'll come to understand something of what a pardoning Savior Jesus Christ is. And you'll understand this prophecy. And you'll enter into this spirit of praise. And you too will sing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. God bless you. And thank you for listening.